Indigenous Rights Radio, because knowledge is power. The United Nations Biodiversity Conference is taking place from December 7th to December 22nd, 2022 in Montreal, Canada. Cultural Survival's delegation is in Montreal to follow the negotiations and report on the most important issues concerning the rights of indigenous peoples and the future of biological diversity. In this podcast, we speak to Jennifer Tauli-Kopas, who tells us about the post-2020 framework, resource mobilization, and the working group on Article 8J. My name is uh, Jennifer Tauli Corpus. Most people know me as Jing. I'm a Kankana'e Igorot indigenous woman from the Philippines. At this COP, I am representing Gawis Indigenous Rights, which is a local NGO in the Philippines. Um, and for the International Indigenous Forum on Biodiversity, which is the Indigenous Caucus here, I am the lead on target to, uh, targets one to eight. So that's working group two and on digital sequence information. Important issues for Indigenous peoples at this COP are number one, the post-2020 framework, because there is a discussion about increasing the ambition for coverage of protected areas in the entire world. And um, if we look at the map, it's Indigenous peoples' areas that still have uh, rich biodiversity. So it's inevitable that an increase in ambition will affect Indigenous territories. And we don't want what happened in the past to keep on happening, which is evictions and rights violations against Indigenous peoples. So that's one on the post-2020 framework. The second is on resource mobilization. No? Indigenous peoples are recognized as the most effective guardians of nature. Therefore, biodiversity financing should go to Indigenous peoples so that they are ab better able to, to protect the territories, lands, and waters that they steward or that they are guardians of. And then finally, the working group on Article 8J, which is the working group that looks at how traditional knowledge of Indigenous peoples and local communities contributes to biodiversity conservation. And uh, there's discussions now about what to do with the working group. Do we want a more permanent body? Do we want traditional knowledge to be mainstreamed in other bodies? And so forth. And there's also a discussion about a work program. What will the working group do? What do we need to do in order to raise awareness of people about how indigenous peoples and traditional knowledge contribute to biodiversity conservation so that others may emulate or others may may use the knowledge to better protect nature. Um, in the previous COPs, we have been very successful in, in getting good language on indigenous peoples. For example, um, the current Aichi Biodiversity Targets recognizes other effective area-based conservation measures, including uh, areas protected or um, conserved by indigenous peoples. Now, the problem is how to get it implemented on the ground. So there's really, really good language in many of the decisions, um, talking about the collective contributions of, oh, the contributions of collective action of indigenous peoples to the work of the convention and so forth. The challenge is how to get it implemented on the ground. And I think this is, um, you know, where indigenous peoples come in because most of the agreements here at the global level will have to be implemented at the national level through national laws and biodiversity strategies. 
Now, the global instruments say there should be full and effective participation of indigenous peoples. Therefore, indigenous peoples should be participating in implementation at the national level. Okay, so um, when the strategy is developed, indigenous peoples should be able to participate. And the way to do this, I guess, is for, for us to know, for indigenous peoples to know that the process is ongoing. How do we do that? We reach out to our governments, to our national focal points, so that uh, you know, they know to invite, to invite us because they are required under the convention to include indigenous peoples. Then more importantly, in the implementation, you know, there has to be a framework that allows indigenous peoples and their territories to be part of the implementation. You know? So that means the government has to provide support, the government has to revise the laws and the policies so that it recognizes indigenous territories. And then indigenous peoples should be able to conduct community-based monitoring of how they are contributing. Huh? So, yeah, so we're hoping for more good language on indigenous peoples during this COP, but I think more importantly, moving forward, all the good language must be translated to actual action on the ground. For more on the rights of indigenous peoples, visit cs.org and follow Cultural Survival on Facebook and Twitter.